You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Afterbuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is Afterbuzz TV for Glee. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Glee news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's AfterBuzz TV for Glee! Ooh, hello, hello, fans. Hey. I'm Roxy Stryer, along with my co-host, Mia Smith. Hello. hello. Uh, we've got a first-timer here, big-time yes. fan, though. Huge Gleek. <laughs> huge Gleek. But tonight, not a huge Gleek. Not so much, no. Uh, I think we've got a lot of disappointed fans out there. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen an episode quite this... I don't want to say bad because it hurts me to say bad and Glee in the same sentence. Agreed. Glee is it's supposed to be fun and make you right. happy. I don't know. Who was the fan out there who watched this and was like, yes, I loved this episode? What what kind of person was that? Like The musical theater? The musical theater. The person that knew every single song and sang along with it. But I, I feel we'll like... Call in at 424-256-1729. Yeah, seriously. Please do. Call in. Like, I, I wanted them to play that song. That <laughs> just, I want them to play any other song. I, I don't really know. No no hip-hop, no pop, no arm, nothing. nothing. We're, we're getting nothing from them but musical theater. Which uh, we can discuss later, but... From what I'm hearing, that's going to be what we're getting a lot of. Well, that's what I read, but I didn't think it was going to be like this. I thought it would at least be popular, like the music theater songs that everyone knows. Right. But I guess they sort of did that already. And I feel like the talking about the person who loved this episode, we don't really have... I don't think Glee has a lot of hardcore musical theater followers. I don't think that makes up the majority of their fan base. Agreed. Uh, it's like people like us who want to watch, and we are saying, I want to sing along. And if I don't know the words, and I can't tap my foot. When Glee bust out in Single Ladies during season in season one, that's when I became a fan. I said, I have to watch the show. 100%. That is what got my attention. I love watching Kesha, Katy Perry, yes. Britney Spears. Gaga. But we were saying, it doesn't even have to be top 40 now. Top 40 some point in the last few decades. Yes. How about... Even get throwing us one this. I don't know why they didn't even give us one this time. It was all musical theater. Even Blaine, when he did his, you know, solo, he's he's Mister Top Forty, and that was yeah. Oh come on! When he sang Teenage <laughs> Dream, I was like, y- you can't be gay because you're gonna be my husband. I'm really sorry. <laughs> like I'm snapping you out of this. Okay, but we did have some storyline and. Just because we didn't love this episode, we're still crossing our fingers and we have hope for the future. Yes. So let's break it down a little bit. Okay. So we see that some of the kids are going off to college and some of them aren't. Um, you're saying that 
because I'm a horrible person and walked in two minutes late <laughs> to the episode. So we've got Tina and Mike that are... Tina and uh, Artie. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Tina and Artie are juniors. Uh, are juniors. And you know, did you read that they um, all the seniors are not coming back right. next season? Right. This is it. Our contracts are up. They're trying to move on to, I don't want to say bigger and better, but bigger mm, silver screen movie yes. deals. <laughs> um, and we're stuck with the juniors, and we don't know who all of them are yet. No, not yet. Uh, so I, we're going to figure that out throughout the season. Um, but we do see that the people who are applying to colleges are thinking about it. So between uh, Kurt and Rachel, who have this huge dream, Going to New York. New York, the Broadway stage. And it's exactly the Broadway stage, and they start off. We're going to Juilliard. We're going to Juilliard. Um, and nope, there's no musical theater program there. <laughs> so clearly they did their research. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And then they go to this whole, uh, this place where there's a million people like them and get knocked off their high horses. Or at least they thought they were people like them. Yeah, or at least that's how it was shown. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, do we think that they are that talented and that they can make it and that we're rooting for them? Or were we kind of excited to see them kind of be knocked down a notch, you know? I I think... If if it wasn't for the fact that I that I know from reading that they're going to bring this whole musical theater thing into Glee, I w- right. I would have wanted that to be the cause for them not to do it and for them to just be singers and that's what they do and they remake and they're creative and they make songs their own instead of trying to do this whole big showcase. I'm theatrical. This is I'm yeah. an actor now, even though I really just sing. Yeah. Where does that come from? I, I don't know. I mean, we for sure could be going there. It could be a long route to getting there. Um, look, they're having the conversation right now about college and what they're going to do, I guess. <laughs> uh, but it is stressful. And I remember I auditioned for colleges and going out to these auditions. And if you're coming from your high school and you think you're the best and you have literally, you know, that you're the best. You've gotten the lead roles. You're the best in your in your group of singers, acapella, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you get to these auditions and it's like. A room full of people who are the best at their high schools and a room full of people and especially living in L.A. I I don't know. What do you want to do? Are you pursuing career in? Behind the scenes. um, Behind the scenes. Trying to figure that out. Production. Something. But uh, yeah, you you come from a place where you're it and then you you meet a lot of other people that are it. Yeah, there's a lot of it's. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it's. And I think that it was a really awesome point they made because we've never really seen Rachel and Kurt feel so insecure exactly. about themselves, especially Rachel, who is always number one, the best, and and can't let anybody get to her. And these people really got to her, you know. Because in the past, anytime they were ever defeated, it was always a group thing. And so now it was just it was just them, and they realized that they themselves were not as great as they thought they were. They couldn't blame it on someone else not singing as as fabulous as they sing or not dancing or yeah. whatever. It, it was just there themselves. 
Yeah, and they came, they were like, we prepared this little thing, and instead there's this huge number mm-hmm. waiting for them. It's weird, though, because I feel like all of a sudden they're best friends. And we've had so much animosity between them. Are, are they meant to be arch enemies? Are they meant to be best friends? What, what's the deal with them? I would judge you from the pamphlet that they were handed uh, called <laughs> Me and My Hag, I think. <laughs> Me and My Hag. That was unbelievable. I think that's what it is. That's what it is now. I, I, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I was like, uh, oh, they're fighting. They love each other. They're going to school together. But they got close in the yeah. in, in New York during exactly Adonis, you know breakfast at Tiffany's that's when they bonded but that was really the episode for me I was like wait a second I feel like we've spent two seasons having them hate each other kind mm-hmm. of I know very love hate way but we didn't really see the love as much we just knew it was there and then all of a sudden you got Kurt waking up Rachel being like we're going for breakfast at Tiffany's and trying to inspire her and bringing her to the wicked stage and I thought maybe it was kind of a one day kind of thing but then we start this season and the two of them are buddy, connected buddy. to the hip they're buddy buddy and I wonder if we're going to continue seeing that and if we really want it do we prefer them as enemies do we prefer them as well they were really main enemies when they both liked Finn yeah you know, Kurt oh, has his Oh, yeah, I forgot now. about that. And Rachel has her dream. Oh, she has Finn, too, but he's sort of second class mm-hmm. to New York. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of Kurt and his new boo, <laughs> Blaine, not, not that new, I am obsessed with their relationship. I'm, really? I'm obsessed. I love them together. I think they're great for each other. But it was also sudden that he transferred. Was there... I don't think there was talks about this before or anything. Is that a, an appropriate response because you want to be with one person to pick up and go to their school? Because we know that Blaine loved the Warblers. Mm-hmm. He loved the Warblers, and he just picks up because he wants to be with Kurt more. And he says that. He says, Kurt, I didn't leave for you. I left for me because I wanted to come be with you. And when is that appropriate to leave what you love doing to be with the person you Love. Well, he's still going to be singing. He's just yeah. leaving his group of friends. Mm-hmm. And and I think another part of that also comes with not wanting to compete against his boyfriend. Yeah, that's true. And we heard early on when um, when Blaine would give Kurt advice about coming out, mm-hmm. he was like, I wish I never left my school because I feel like I ran away. Remember he was saying yes. he felt like he ran away from all the bullies and all the haters. And I almost feel like that's going to come out be, that he is – Trying to confront the issue more, you know, head on because at his other school with the Warblers, it's very accepted. Yeah, no bullies. No bullies. It's complete full tolerance. And and everyone loved that group. Yeah. And that's not what it's like in in public school. No. And I think that might be a rude awakening for him. It's, it's going to be a huge one because not only is not only will he be an out gay guy in this public school for the first time. But he's also going to be a part of the Glee Club, which everyone hates, and throw f- food at and slushies. Right. And it's the first couple the high school has seen, the first gay couple the high school has seen. So how much PDA is allowed in the hallways? How much can they be open about their relationship, even though everybody knew it was going on? Now that it's in everybody's faces, I, I bet Glee's going to try to tackle this issue of, is it more appropriate to be... Um, showing pda if you're heterosexual which of course it's not well they did dance already at what was it their prom yeah yeah i'm i think that's what it was 
And uh, yeah, definitely there's been instances, but it's going to be constant now all the time. They're always together. And, and ho- hopefully that goes okay. Um, just because it's on the screen right now. Okay. Quiz new look. Yeah, I know. I know. So Jesse walked in on us when, when Quinn was on the screen and uh, was like, what the hell did this girl do with her hair? Uh, is this a good look for her? Um, no. <laughs> um, like, if no. you're going to be on the show Alias, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. She kind of looks like a, a cartoon character. Um, what What are we thinking is, what happened <laughs> over the summer? What the hell happened? So, oh, excuse me. So, we saw her before, and she was this fat girl, remember? she. We found out when she was running for class office that she before was this big fat yes. girl who had a busted nose and they called her Lucy Kabusi and <laughs> she was really really not not a cutie and then she changed her name she picked up she moved schools she went by Quinn she was she had a nose job too she got a you? nose job she was cheer, Cheerios uh, captain blonde blonde beautiful girl and seemingly happy Seemingly. And then we come back. We don't know much. And this is this is it. She's Wasn't she struggling, though, with um, the breakup? Finn, yes. Yeah. She was struggling with the breakup and uh, the pregnancy. So I think that really she – I think that she did need some sort of change in her life. But a lot of times women are like, oh, I need a change. I'm going to get a haircut. Have you ever been like, yes, F this, I'm going to get a haircut? I, I said I need a change. And I went curly. I, my hair used to be straight every single really? day. Really? Yes. <laughs> and, oh. now I, and now I am thinking I need a haircut or I'm going to dye red or something. I don't know. But- 100%. <laughs> it's like I need a change in my life. Something big needs to change. So let me change my hair. Yes. Well, it also looks like she's hanging out with like a bad crew or something. Yeah, she's hanging out with a bad crowd and she got a tattoo. And she's, Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, Ryan Seacrest. So badass. Um, Wait, what? like his face? Her, yes. His face on the tramp stamp, the lower back. Oh, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what statement exactly that I was trying to make, uh, but she got it. And she just has this whole punk rock, badass kind of vibe. And doesn't want to be in the Cheerios and doesn't want to sing and doesn't care about popularity. And... Really, we weren't giving much of an explanation there other than her seeing a little glimpse of her being unhappy. And how much, I'm, I'm wondering, honestly, because it, I think it's an issue that women, men, everybody struggles with. How much does changing your physical appearance can that and, and your crowd really change who you are? I don't think your physical appearance affects that much unless you want it to your crowd however does because that's the energy that you're you have around you so she's around when she decided she wanted to no longer care she went and found the group that thought the exact same thing and so it just perpetuates that and right. it keeps it very constant in her life even though she doesn't seem like she wants to be there yeah no seriously she doesn't seem happy at all it's not like she's found this new thing yeah. and she's happy she's found this new thing and she kind of loves being miserable and and you get in this rut and you love it. But so you're saying you think that who you hang out with totally affects it, but what you do to yourself doesn't really affect who you are. Um, I uh, I don't know. Maybe it could. Because why do we wake up and say 
yeah, I'm getting a haircut. I need to change. Like, what? I, I don't even know. And I've done it. Dye my hair pink. Dye my hair blonde. Dye my hair red. Dye my hair green. Good looks for me, uh-huh. Yeah. I'll bring in <laughs> pictures sometime. No, awful. Um, cut, Chopped it all off. Grown it real long. Why? I don't know, because I was having a weird day and was like, I need to change. And did you, what did you feel afterwards? I don't know. I don't think anything really came of it, but it's it's bizarre. Like, people going out and people who don't actually think about their tattoos and are like, oh, I need to go get a tattoo today. Or I need, whatever it is. And I, I think it's kind of just an excuse for not really trying to look for the issue inside and, and deal with it. And change something on the outside. And yeah. It, it'll, it will it'll affect you. And I'm not saying nobody should ever get their hair cut. Obviously, go get your haircut. And if you want a little change, go get your haircut. But I think she really has some serious issues she needs to deal with. Her um, her faith and being going from being a devout Christian to being pregnant to giving up your baby. giving up her baby to somewhat being disowned by her parents to singing and Cheerios and all these issues that are going on and and being dumped. And it keeps piling on and piling on, and she's and, and she just wants to be prom queen. She's or just wants to be prom queen, you know. Yes, because she she never Quinn was one of the few people that made it very known that she has no aspirations outside of high school. Like she knew right. that she was just going to settle here, and she wanted to do that with at least having her highlights being in high school, being the prom queen, dating the you know um, quarterback of the football yeah. team, and that was going to be her thing. And when all of that was taken away, I think she just. Yeah, she was so kind of haunted by her past that she tried to flip a 180 and become somebody she wasn't. And when she couldn't quite fulfill every part of that, she's not just going back in the opposite direction, but finding a whole new path. Kind of trying to be like the the queen bee of the rejects, maybe? Maybe, or maybe she's not trying to be a queen bee at all. But we did see at the end when they were doing the last number that she was there and, and obviously she misses it. Well, because clearly she loves singing. It's something that she loves, and I do think she loves the Cheerios, too. Yes. And I don't think doing either of those activities prohibits her from being who she wants to be, whoever that is. Well, that's the thing. I don't think she knows. Right. So why not hang out with a group of people that also have no idea? Right. I mean, that's probably her thought process. My thought process is why would a bunch of people who can't kind of inspire each other all hang out? But I guess it's comfortable. Misery loves company. Yeah, seriously. So anyway, we see her flick the um, cigarette button and burn up the the piano. And burn the piano. And we also see Santana agree to be Sue's little spy, kind of, again, and and choose to be with the Cheerios. And because of the cigarette split, uh, flip, flick, and the choice of being the spy for Sue, the two of them kind of burn down this piano and Matthew Morris kicks her out of the club and she gets kicked out. Well, yeah, yeah until she's, she can she's come back. She, until Santana can say, I choose Glee and I'm loyal. Well, not even choose Glee, but that she won't try to sabotage them. Mm-hmm. She's gone. So, and what does that happen? Oh, no. <laughs> first, <laughs> first she decides that she doesn't know how to be co-captain with Becky, which is so cute. But so she's gone, and I didn't really see her do much. Did, was she part of the burning of the piano? She, she admitted to it, but I didn't yeah, see I didn't, it. It was, it was bizarre, the filming choice, I guess. It totally looked like Quinn wasn't in a Cheerios uniform and just flicked like the cigarette. cigarette. Yeah. 
And then Santana got blamed. But when she walks out, she says, whatever, I needed a break anyway. And is that just her kind of putting up a cover? That's just Santana. That's just her. And I I really love her. I'm I'm obsessed with her character. I think she's great. And we're supposed to I be think seeing. She's hot. Yeah, I think she's hot too. What were you saying? You you wanted to see. What do you want to see? This oh, time? I want her. I want her to have a hot black girl love interest. So I don't not know why I want her to be black. I don't know why, but I just feel like I do. It's because we need a little color. A little bit, but you don't want it to be Britney because that's the direction that they had gone in. I want her to end up with Britney because they're best friends, and you know they discover liking girls together. So I want her to end up there, but I want I want her to be with someone to make Britney want her. I have oh. to totally disagree with you. Oh, why? All right, here's my thing with the whole lesbian uh, storyline for Glee. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Um, we have so many, you know, we, we they really push it with Chris, Chris's character. Yeah. Um, so I think to bring a lesbian into it, it's it is realistic, and I, but to me. It's realistic for Santana's character, not realistic for Britney's character. Yeah. It's real. Okay. It's realistic that the two of them experimented with each other. I definitely agree with that. I can see that happening. But as far as them ending up with each other, not gonna happen. No, I think Santana sh- can explore more if they want to keep that that char- type of character in this. Let's let Santana explore. But I think Britney. Because to me, Brittany is like the the one character that they use as the donkey. You know, yeah. she's just the fool. And I think, you know, she explores because she has that blonde and that, that bimbo yeah. in the story. But I think out of all the characters, I think uh, Brittany needs to make the full 360. She needs to do the uh, the full, what is it, 180? 180. 180. 180. 360, right. she's back where she exactly. was before. <laughs> right. So, you know, she needs to literally just... Well, when I say 360, she needs to make the whole circle of her transformation yeah i know what you You mean do you think she will yes i i know what you mean and on top of that i kind of think between kurt and blaine uh they're different they aren't the same personality type and we were talking about how it's great that they're on the show because it gives um young gay guys places to look up to and and people to see who are experiencing things that they're Mm -hmm. experiencing and and crimes of hate and love and everything and the two of them are very different than each other Mm -hmm. but i kind of feel like britney and santana even though britney is more dumb girl and santana is more of a bitch they're very similar uh in in terms of social scenes at least i can see that and i feel like not all if the point of bringing them on is to uh show is to help people be able to relate and to show what i guess i don't even know how to phrase it like what what a real lesbian couple would look like for people who don't know i feel like they're so type a and we need a type a type b does that make any sense a little bit you know know what i mean jess what was almost the fact that they both explored each other together and Santana's still on the fence. She doesn't know what she is or, you know, she goes back and forth with it. Oh, you mean so, Brit- Brittany's still on the fence. Santana's... Yeah, Santana knows. They... Uh, okay. I think, I, think I, she knows? I, I think she knows. I think she explores it more and more willing to explore it. Yeah. But she's not like... If you want to type A, type B, you would have a girl come in there and know what she's doing. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm yes. saying. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. That's what you, have a, you have a girl walk in and be like, I'm 
I'm looking for a hot girl. I want you, like, yes. whatever. If, if we need her to be black, then she's black. Okay. <laughs> she walks in and she's like, Santana, you're the one. Come here. Like, get and, on me right now. And exactly, because that would be the type of girl that would be able to put Santana in her place. Right. Mm-hmm. For her not to be bitch. Because Santana's a good girl, but she just has this bitchiness because of internal issues. Right. Yes. And and Brittany and Santana are both so timid about who they are. Who knows why? Because they don't want to come out to the school yet. They're not ready. They're not ready to come out to themselves, whatever it is. But that's really what I think we need is somebody to come in and take the reins and be like, this is who I am. You want to judge me? I don't give a shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I'm going to do with who I want to do it. And I think that would really help us not feel like they're just Glee is forcing the lesbian situation. Yeah. You know, because I feel like Kurt and Blaine came across so comfortably and it just f- happened and flowed. And this seems very forced and awkward if they ended up together, kind of. But at the same time, I'm almost with you because I, I like that Santana really likes Brittany and I want to see her happy and yeah. I want to, but hopefully she could like somebody even more and, I don't know. So, okay. Moving on from them to... Oh, wait, wait. Just, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Quick go question. And in, in just in regards to, you know, um, girlfriends and boyfriends, do you think that uh, Mercedes is going to get a little boo this season? Yeah, from what we hear. Okay, it was very weird. So, we see last season, Mercedes and Sam, mm-hmm. they're holding hands at the very last episode. And it as if they were together. And I know that's not happening this season. Oh, they addressed it in the very beginning. They was like, weren't you dating Sam? And she said, yeah, that was so during the summer. It's right. Over. And, and, was, but and why? it was random. So we don't know why they made that little setup. Uh, something clearly happened. He's not on the show this season. No. And something clearly happened with the actor as opposed to the character. Or I, I guess maybe the character where they didn't know what to do with him or what where that was going to go and people didn't like it and I didn't personally like it. I don't see the two of them fitting together at all. No. I don't don't know where the hell like out of left field what what the heck but I would love to see her with somebody. I think we're and from what I hear we're going to see her with somebody and that we're going to see the really soft sweet romantic side of her. Oh really? Mercedes Mm. is going to downplay the diva-ish. Yeah which is I think really good because we definitely haven't seen that from her character so far. You haven't really seen much of an art from her yeah, character, she, really. She's got a great voice. She's a great girl. She, We've seen a little insecurities. We've seen a lot of confidence. And that's about all. Yeah. She and doesn't really have her own real storyline. Yeah. We don't know much about her family. I know that they offered to take in Quinn when Quinn didn't know where to go. So I guess she comes from uh, a giving family. But, yeah, we don't know really much about her. Um, and she's one of the lead roles on the show. Yes. So I would like definitely to figure out more about her and what she's like in a relationship. Okay, well, popping on screen, this is where what I wanted to get to. Well, not, not the spaghetti, but the Will. So Will and Emma are together in bed, cuddly. Emma seems to be a little less OCD. Looser, yes. A little looser. But then when Sue and Will kind of have this little confrontation, uh, Sue's like, oh, and I'm sure everything's good in bed. And Will's like, no, actually, it sucks. So I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see there's still OCD sexual issues. Uh, what a bummer. 
like really that's all I can say for well like, he really likes this girl he really wants to start a family she's so OCD she won't put out <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to say it any nicer than I, I don't know if a relationship like that can hold up that long I, I really don't think so I never really saw the Will and Emma you didn't thing working um, see I, I, like, I liked I liked him chasing her oh uh, and you don't like that he has her well, because she's not going to, I don't feel like she does, she does anything for him. I think it's going to be one of those, one of them has to cave. He either has to kind of lose who he is almost to be with somebody like her, or she's going to have to step up to the plate and really tackle this issue. Honestly, I don't know. Do you, do you have OCDs? No. Nothing. No, no, no little things. Not, not actual OCD. See? I do. Okay. Let's me here. I, it's like with the weirdest things. Yeah, I feel you. Um, it, it'll be. My room is never messy, messy, but it'll be like ew, messy, messy. I need it to be. Certain things have to be placed in a certain way <laughs> on my desk. Like if I have, if I take something and just dump it out on my desk, even if I don't organize it, they still have to be in a specific place. I, I'm like a messy organizer. I know where things are. Freak. And yeah, they have to be. It, it really is a weird OCD thing that I do. I, I have a really weird one too. What's that? I cannot sip out of the same liquid that anybody else has sipped out of. Not a boyfriend, not a sibling, not a parent. But to the point where if I sipped out of it and I feel like my sip wasn't clean, I'll throw it away and, and pour myself something else. Or if somebody, I won't let anybody even use a straw on it or sky it because they're breathing on it. Like, I'm literally a psychopath about it. Like, people I make out with, I won't share a drink with. Nobody. It's a really weird thing. Now that is weird. Yours beat Jesse's. It's really, really, yeah, it's bizarre. And honestly, I don't, I don't know what happened. But whenever I watch her kind of polishing the grapes off, I think, what a crazy bitch. And then I'm like. That's definitely what people say about me. People will be so thirsty and they'll come up to me. Oh, can I have a sip of your water? I'm like, no, I'm a germaphobe. No, get away. They're like, uh, okay. And that includes ice cream and soups because they're like liquids. And it's only for liquids. So you'll eat behind someone. You can can eat a hamburger and I'll take a bite out of the hamburger. You can eat, but liquids, mm, uh uh-uh. So I feel her on that where it's really hard because people say, well, why don't you work on it? Why don't you just get over it? And it's really hard. Now, but at the end of last season, didn't she sort of agree to like some type of therapy or something? I can't really remember, but yeah. I feel like she's she's trying to be better. Right. I remember that she only washed the blueberries once or something. Right. <laughs> something crazy like that. And she is really trying. And that's why I kind of like them because... I don't think that people have to be 100% perfect for each other off the bat. I think people should have to work for each other. And I'm not saying it's about making compromises always, but it's about trying trying to make it work if you think it can if it you think it can work. If you think it's there and you really love somebody and there's potential, you try to accommodate without giving up yourself. You try to take the things that you don't think define you. Anything else that you don't feel essentially defines you mm-hmm. and be able to work with somebody, I guess. And, and yeah, and essentially grow together. Yeah, grow together, you're... exactly. Uh, or else you're going to grow apart, which you're saying you kind of would like to see them do. 
Well, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really had a strong opinion on Will and Emma. I know I liked the scene when he was singing to her when they did the uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, and she was a little more loose and a little yes. sexy. And I love that. Broke out of the box a little. I was into it. I was feeling the entire scene. See, that musical I could do. I could do that because, well, not for too long, but <laughs> it was at least a little more energetic. Like, on the screen right now, we've got this Wizard of Oz song. It's not even a wicked song. I don't think I'd ever even heard. They, I don't, they either changed it so much that it was unrecognizable, but uh, what? I, I really didn't see the point. When they started, I was extremely disappointed. I just knew that they were going to get on stage and belt out some fabulous duet together. And then this started. I was totally speechless with specifically this song. Like they're kind of, they're bouncing around on broomsticks and singing a song I don't know and I'm so not into it and I've seen them do so many things they're so much better and I would love to have seen Glee Club, Glee Club make them grow but I really feel like they've plateaued totally and I, I think that that's frustrating for me for a lot of the members uh, you know we've seen like we're talking about character arcs we've seen a lot of people grow Brittany, totally different. She was this one-liner, nothing, and now she's a little more substance to her, at least, you know? Um, Same thing with a a lot of the characters. We were saying not as much with Mercedes, but as much depth as Kurt and Rachel both have, their actual talent seems to have kind of peaked. And I I wish that almost they were challenging themselves a little more. They seem very comfortable in this, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, that was also because, I mean, up until toward the end of the uh, show, they were very, we're going to New York. We are the shit. Like, they they had that. Yeah. And, and I guess the lackluster numbers kind of reflected how that's not true. And then to be shown a number that was pretty great um, in comparison to, to what they normally do as far as musical theater goes. Right. And I think it sort of shut them down. My issue with the musical theater aspect to this show was that it doesn't all have to be cheesy. Yeah, definitely. And that's what all of this was. It was very it was very cheesy. It was very superficial and and it didn't and it wasn't the the glee that we all know and love. It, I see no emotional truth behind it. I, that's a very actory term of me, but I don't see what place it's coming from. When we've seen Rachel do these songs that are so moving, you even when the two of them did the song from Wicked, they reach inside themselves and and you feel it. This was like they were bobbing around on broomsticks or they were tapping around and singing something. And I was like, and it wasn't special. I, it wasn't special. I'd see, I could have seen it at my high school, to be honest, uh, in a high school production with kids. And, and seen it on the Glee Project. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not trying to hate on the show. I'm really trying hard not to hate on this show. Well, I, I love Glee. I will call myself a Gleek all day long. Oh, I yeah. am very proud. But this wasn't... I know. Glee is not musical theater. It's, right. It's Glee. It's- and we even saw in this episode, for the first time really, a bad singer. <laughs> right. Dun, 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 dun. I'm trying. Oh. Not it. So apparently... Oh. <laughs> this song is Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. Oh. I know this they, song now. 
Is it a remix? Uh, what is it? I'm not too familiar with it. DJ Jesse, help me out. What is this? What is it? Literally, that's exactly like I could do this right now. I could do it right Should now. We, like, do we it? need a broomstick and um, some more chats. All right, here we go. Musical number by our very own Afterbuzz Glee. Are we more interesting to watch? I think so. Oh I think so. Okay. I want to watch us. <laughs> Literally absurd. Okay. I, it needs to go away now. I really, I don't think I can handle much more of that. That was crazy. Th- that was just, that was the show tonight. That was the, the show. The entire show. See, Every we're, we're picking this apart piece by piece, and I'm I'm reaching for these storylines because I so desperately love the story. It's not just song after song after song. There's stories to it. But where were the... The, the story that's what i'm saying episode. i'm reaching right now and, and we're pulling things out but really we've kind of gotten into predictions and we've and we've talked about seasons before but i mean i guess sue is running for something and and she's trying to take down will that's nothing new she's, she's, she's always, always trying to take down will she's always trying to take down will um and then she's always feeling bad later on when they do something nice for her i, I guess I mean, the only interesting character, and they didn't even go into her story, was Quinn. Yeah, like, she came we on got the nothing. scene, and it was it grabbed your attention immediately. And why wasn't this episode about her? Exactly. I mean, uh, about maybe a flashback, maybe a, a something. her talking something. She was very small in this episode when she was by far the most interesting part, and I, really, I wasn't very interested in much else, yeah. especially not the music. The music was very disappointing. Um, for the first time, I watched the episode and did not like it, did not feel happy. It was very much so in the, like, I wanted to get up and walk out of the room and take a breather and think, am, am I really, am I an idiot? Is everybody <laughs> else liking this? You know what I mean? And then walk back in and be like, okay, I love it. I love it. I couldn't do it. And I love these people, and I just want them to kick butt. But you know what? A lot of times there's a lot of pressure on the season premiere, and it's really hard to have a first episode because you have to do so many things that are setting things up. Yes. Not that that's a complete excuse because I've seen some amazing premieres, but hopefully this was a bad episode to a brilliant season. Well, not if they're going to keep this musical theater thing throughout the entire Which we hear season. they're doing. They got to drop that. It has to go. Are they listening to us? Drop that. Drop the musical theater Drop bit. It. it. Oh, I think we made a difference. <laughs> I kind of felt the earth shake a little bit. We're, we're changing. We're changing glee here. No, okay, so I honestly think if if we, if I can't think of anything else, we, we didn't see much about Puck. We really... We didn't see much about yeah, Puck. He no, he barely spoke. Actually, yeah, we really—they're not giving us much yet, um, other than three purple pianos. Which those were the those were the highlight of the show. And another thing that I didn't that made zero sense to me was Will dumping the glitter on yeah. Sue. He's I, usually, you know, the let's what be the bigger doing? person route. And not only did he dump it, but he videotaped it and posted it on YouTube. I don't really know. And then it made her get more votes. And she, wait, she's running for what exactly? For council of the city something? 
I missed it. Some political congressional. Some something, something where some drunk driving rapist and from prison, and, or from prison, whatever, and some some random people were beating her in the polls. Uh, was that the beginning to a new storyline? I'm uninterested, to be honest. Completely. Yeah, I I would rather stick to our high school circle and. Um, I mean, Sue's corner is like, <laughs> it's like this to me. It's like, da, 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 da. I guess it kind of moves storyline along, but uh, I don't know. If, but no, it did it, it Not yet. Yeah. Usually I'm saying, but today it was just unnecessary. I really don't know. I, I, I think we've, we covered the episode. I think we covered it. Okay, so we're going to move on to... Do we have news and gossip from Jesse? No, we don't. Not this week because this was a boring week of Glee and nothing to cover. <laughs> and we kind of covered it anyway. So we'll move on to predictions. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Genesis is a drama queen. This yes. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424 424- Five six seventeen twenty nine. Television, and they want to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. You never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy, Nucky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. Your husband or your best friend? <laughs> the wig! The wig! Don't come let that wig. When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. So I think that our commercial bumper is more now, interesting. <laughs> then Predictions. Predictions. Okay, so we, we can this definitely. This is my first time hearing this music, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> you don't understand for the first. I think 20 times I heard it, I had to make a comment about it. <laughs> like spooky, eerie prediction. And, uh, but I'm serious. I think that our commercial bumper was more entertaining than tonight's episode. I would have to agree with you. It was just so, it was so dead and disappointing. Like, I, I feel some sort of way. Like, I feel hurt as a fan. So, yeah, 100%. And predictions, we get to talk about what we hope to see, what we think we're going to see. So we predict that it's going to go uphill from here. I huh? I hope. Yeah, okay, hope we hope. We don't predict. From here. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I wish this part was called hopes and <laughs> dreams. Predictions? Come on, season three. Like, come on. I'm rooting for you. But with all the musical theater we've been told we're going to be seeing, if they're not going to mix in a little bit of hip-hop, a, a little bit of top 40, a little bit of current, a little bit of rock and roll, then there's no point. I don't get what they're doing especially if they don't and they will also have to have storylines right which was also missing from this episode yeah we did see one interesting preview though which was quinn seeing her um trying to see her baby and who was adopted by rachel's mm-hmm. mom who is saying to quinn i won't let you see the baby until you change your image we saw that That's in the prediction so I mean, in in the previews, which is interesting because she, she clearly wants Quinn to be part of the baby's life. But how can you let your child be around somebody so unstable as Quinn seems to be, which I think is valid. And, and so I'm predicting that we're going to see Quinn 
uh, switch back, hopefully not care so much about her image as she did so much as she did before, not care about being prom queen, and just try to be, you know? I think I think if if it goes that route, which it seems as which which it seems that it might, that we might actually see her tackle the issues that are internal with her. Yeah, and I would love to see that, and I I think that's where they're going with this, and she can talk about b- through song through mm-hmm. whatever talk about everything that's going on in her because that pain doesn't go away. It it's not like oh this is a new season that's gone. That doesn't go away. You know, she she had a kid and she gave it up. That's huge. And and the kid's there and she knows where the kid is. And the kid's mom is or the adopted mom is willing to let her see it. That's huge. That's a huge deal. So I, hopefully we'll get a lot into that. In terms of long-term predictions, we're seeing Rachel and Kurt, and I'm thinking they're going to New York. I think a lot of the cast is picking up, going to college, getting out of Lima, getting... getting. What do you think Finn is going to do? Because he has no idea. I'm hoping he gets recruited and is in a little acapella club there. (laughs) I don't don't really know. Football seems to be the thing he's best at, um, and singing seems to be a passion. Although... Maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. Singing is what he's best at. Football is a passion. Yeah. I'm also predicting, and as we know, we're going to see who's senior, who are juniors, who's staying, who's leaving. I think that, I I hope they set us up with a little more musical theaters as in, I think there's going to be a production. Oh, for sure. Which they talked about um, setting up a show that's not as risque as Rocky Yeah, Horror. West Side Story, they mentioned. Mm-hmm. Which... Okay. They're uh, not going to do West Side Story. They already did um, the major song from that. Yeah. From that. Uh, I don't know what right. they will do then. Um, I really don't know. And Kurt's running for president. Hopefully he doesn't get crushed. And beat up. And beat up. I, I think. What I, I would like to see, and this is just because they do what they did before, and I can't remember the song, but I know I loved it, and it was definitely a tearjerker for me. But if they're going to bring Rachel's mom back, I would love to see her do a, a duet with either her real daughter or Quinn. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen with Rachel and her mom? Any predictions there? It, it's hard. I don't know. They could kind of go one of two ways, like bringing think, them together. I, I think now that her mom wants to be a mom and that she has, you know, a baby to focus on, she may be more willing to let Rachel in. Yeah, more nurturing. Mm-hmm. Any other predictions for the season? We're we're giving it uh, <laughs> we're giving it a thumbs down, hoping it two turns thumbs two thumbs down, hoping it turns into a thumbs up, two thumbs up, and we're sticking with it because we're gleeks. Yes, we are gleeks, and and, I, I and you guys good. need to it's stick with happen. it too. Mm-hmm. We're we're sticking here. So thank you, thank you for thank listening you. to us, and I hope next week is better. It will be. Okay. It will be. I trust you. Okay. <laughs> From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.